This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes. And we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to The NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Right, good people. Welcome back to the station. This is Destination Debbie. Y'all know who it is, man. I'm the host, the captain of this here thing that we do, Ray G. Y'all can check me out on Twitter at Ray GQ. This is the final episode, the final edition of the Sleeper Rire Rookie Report show. It's been a great run partnering with uh, Sleeper Wire and, and everything that they bring to the table. Can't thank them enough for the opportunity to uh, sponsor this show throughout the season where we, we've had some good episodes, man. Every single week we were locked in. We were tracking the rookies. We were talking about the fluctuating values from week to week, but we're here in week 16 now and it's a wrap. It's over and I, I'm just telling you, I'm pretty damn happy that this fantasy football season is over. It's been one of the more uh, stressful type fantasy seasons because of everything that was going on with COVID and, and trying to juggle the rosters. And I think part of fantasy fatigue for a lot of people this year is during the March and April months, we were all quarantined, right? We were inside, we weren't doing anything. So we all, you know, what else is there to do? Let's, let's participate in startups. And that's what we did. So I overextended myself, joined a ton of leagues. And I know a lot of you out there are doing the same thing. So my words of advice to everybody out there that's watching this for fantasy football advice. And for those of us uh, who are, if you're just tapped in, I appreciate you tapping in. But if you're suffering from fantasy fatigue, enjoy these next couple of games, right? Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy uh, week 16. Just enjoy watching football. Like set all the fantasy shit to the back burner and just really just enjoy the game of football without being stressed out about your team every single week. And I, I really believe, I, I said this on Twitter, but I, I'm I'm going to look for these dynasty best ball leagues. Like I, I'm just so tired of having to set a lineup. 
let's see who can draft the best damn team and then let the chips fall where they may. So uh, just words of advice, please, please avoid fantasy fatigue. Take some time off. Step away from Twitter. Stay locked into the station because I'm, I'm not taking a break, right? I'm, 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 I'm glad the fantasy season is over. But this is where Destination Debbie really starts to heat up. This is this is bread and butter season for us over here at Destination Debbie. And just a little preview of what's to come. I'm going to start a new series where we take a look at these upcoming prospects and actually talk about potential landing spots for them. Right? I don't fucking I don't know where they're going to be drafted. I don't I, I'm not inside any NFL front office. And don't get it twisted. Everybody on Twitter, none of them know either. Until these players are drafted, nobody knows who the hell. Uh, Travis Etienne is going to be drafted by or Najee Harris or or whomever, right? But it's time to start thinking about situations that make sense. So when I talk about a player uh, like Najee Harris potentially landing in Pittsburgh or Seattle, what does that mean for the Seahawks? What does that mean for the other players on that on that team for fantasy purposes? Or I talk about Sewell from Oregon, the big left tackle, potentially being drafted by the Bengals or the Jets. What does that mean for Joe Mixon? What does that mean for Joe Burrow? How does that affect Tyler Boyd? So it's really looking at these prospects individually, not so much from their game on film. I do that with my patrons, patreon.com forward slash all gas. But talking about potential landing spots, I know a lot of you have asked about a super flex rookie mock draft. We'll get to that in due time. Still trying to wait for a couple of things to play out with some of the top quarterbacks in this class tonight. We're watching Zach Wilson absolutely annihilate UCF. We still have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Mac Jones with potential with playoff uh, games. You know, the playoff matchups were set up uh, with Alabama and Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. So I want to see how those top rated quarterbacks perform in their bowl matchups and their playoff matchups before I really start to put that down on wax. But interesting developments, right? Interesting developments. The Jets won a game and the strength of schedule, they have a, a easier strength of schedule than the Jaguars, some shit like that. So therefore the Jacksonville Jaguars are currently in first place. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, they're in first place to get Trevor Lawrence. So I, I made this old video about T-Law being the greatest prospect of all time. And because he's the greatest prospect of all time, a quarterback prospect of all time, it elevates all the other players on the New York Jets. Well, that same day that I dropped that video or the day after I dropped that video, Jacksonville loses the Jets win. So Jacksonville looks like the new home or potential home for Trevor Lawrence. And I'm just going to tell you right now, they ain't finna screw this up. They are not about to fumble the bag. So every good thing I said about Denzel Mims and Chris Herndon, just take that shit and flip it to Jacksonville. They've got two first-round picks in this draft. If they hold on to the number one spot, apparently James Robinson is hurt, so he's not going to play this week. They're going to take T-Law. And for fantasy, that's awesome. I mean, that is that is outstanding. And I'm going to talk about one of the players that I think it positively in, impacts with this potential landing spot. So hopefully Jacksonville does not fumble the bag like the Jets did. And my personal opinion, and I don't believe that Justin Fields is this damaged prospect. It's funny watching the, the group think take place on Twitter. Please, you guys, Twitter's the worst. Twitter analysts are the worst in the history of all analysts. And right now, Justin Fields is the biggest bust that there ever is. He's terrible. He's not good because he had a down game versus Northwestern. Yeah. 
fade all of that, you know what? Like, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying into that shit, man. Justin Fields is still very, very good. They were missing 20-something players. Ohio State is yet to play. I think they had one game, two games where they played consecutively. It's been a crap season for the Big Ten. I think this is BYU. They've, they've been playing damn near all season. Like, they haven't even had COVID. Like, Zach Wilson is dope. Zach Wilson's going to be a high first-round pick, top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Justin Fields is different, man. Justin Fields is different. So, again, back to to Trevor Lawrence and and all of that, whatever the hell I was talking about. That's what's on tap for Destination Debbie to talk about these landing spots and how it affects the other players as well as the upcoming rookies for the 2021 class. But as we reflect on an outstanding 2020 crop of players, man, there, there are... There are three, four guys who I just think have been just stars, absolute superstars were born this season. And when I'm saying superstars, I think you can look at these guys as top eight players at their position right now, currently based off of this season. And the the rookie fantasy MVP has to go. I've got co MVPs. I got co 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 MVPs. I got three of them, right? Three of them are sharing the trophy. Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. James Robinson, the undrafted free agent running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. All three of those players should share a portion of the rookie MVP trophy. What Justin Jefferson was able to do in an offense that I didn't think that he was going to break out this early. I've been on paper saying that I thought by the end of the season, he could be the team's number one wide receiver. And he smashed and exceeded all those expectations, becoming that sooner rather than later, but not relegating Adam Thielen as irrelevant. Adam Thielen is still super good, but Justin Jefferson plays like a veteran. And if you have him on your fantasy teams, on your dynasty rosters, then rejoice because you have a locked and loaded top five wide receiver for the next 10 years on your team, barring injury. He's that good. He's that talented. And it's crazy to think that coming off of a freshman season at LSU where he did nothing, like his ascension and rise has just been really fun to watch. He's a fun player to watch play. I love me some Justin Jefferson, and I'm glad to see the breakout take place in his rookie season. Wasn't the wide receiver that I expected to break out, but that's where we're at, and I couldn't be happier for him. And he was named uh, to the Pro Bowl this year for the NFC. That's just an outstanding job by by that rookie and makes me really excited for this next upcoming rookie class of wide receivers as well. We talk about James Robinson also sharing a portion of that MVP trophy for rookies. What can you say? The undrafted free agent, over a thousand rushing yards, showing an ability to do it on the ground and through the air with horrific quarterback play, you know, from Gardner Minshew to Mike Glennon to Jake Luton. You had three different quarterbacks on a team that is not very good. Offensive line was improved, so that was good to see from the Jaguars. But, man, James Robinson is a player that I said like around week four, sell him, get a 2022nd, get a 2021st, sell, sell, sell. And around week seven, I was like, the hell with that. The dude is good. I was flat out ass wrong and I couldn't be happier to be wrong about that evaluation because James Robinson is good. James Robinson is legit. And if this potential marriage of Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars happens, 
that's going to be beautiful for James Robinson. T-Law has no problem throwing the ball to the running back. We see how involved Travis Etienne is in the receiving game. You get James Robinson with Trevor Lawrence, with LaVisca Chanel, with DJ Chark, with an improved offensive line, with two first-round draft picks, with an additional first because they'll take Trevor Lawrence. This is this is you couldn't ask for anything better in fantasy. So really excited to see the growth of James Robinson. And I'm really hoping that his his profile, right, his size, his production this year makes him an outlier. We saw Philip Lindsay as an undrafted free agent post back to back thousand yard seasons and then was sort of pushed out and phased out signing Melvin Gordon not being used in the receiving game. Let's just hope that James Robinson's ability to handle a bigger workload from the backfield lends for him to continue to be the starter moving forward. Now, the last uh, player that I talked about as an MVP, Justin Herbert, and what's there to say? Justin Herbert right now in Dynasty Startups, I participated in two throughout the season, mid-season Dynasty Startups. He's being drafted anywhere from QB3 to QB5. He's a top five Dynasty quarterback. He's doing it on the fly. He's going to be so much better next year. Uh, they need another weapon outside of of Keenan Allen. You get him another offensive threat on the outside, whether that be a Kyle Pitts, whether that be a Rondell Moore or Jamar Chase, and you pair them with Keenan Allen, who's still playing at the top of his game, but he is getting a little older. Get a young stud wide receiver to pair with Justin Herbert, you know, uh, Hunter Henry has looked really good over the past couple of weeks. So you got a young tight end there. I hope they bring Hunter Henry back. But what's there to say about Howlitzer Herbert, man? The dude is good. Uh, proved a lot of doubters wrong, a lot of naysayers. I wasn't the biggest Herbert fan coming out of Oregon. And he has proved a lot of people wrong. And if you have Justin Herbert on your team, which I do, I've started him over Kyler Murray the past couple of weeks. He's led you to a fantasy title. These players are players who have led you to fantasy championships. Now, just missing the cut, but I do believe that he solidified himself as a, as, as a stud, and I just really hope he can come back healthy as Joe Burrow. Joey B was balling, right, with a horrible offensive line, with inconsistent play at the running back position. He was outstanding, you know, tore up his knee, which is super unfortunate, but if there's any guy built to come back from that, I believe that it's Joe Burrow. So uh, those three are my locked and loaded rookie studs. If, if there's an opportunity for you to acquire any of those guys in the offseason, I, I would highly, I, I would do it. And I got a Herbert jersey here. Signed Herbert jersey. Signed DK Metcalf jersey. I'm giving that away. Giving one of these away. Giving both of them away to my patrons. So every month, you know, a lot of people tell you to sign up for the Patreon. Just pay me so you can get my rankings. Like, I give back to my community as much as I put in. So I, I do monthly giveaways. I don't ask them for nothing. There's no entry fee. As long as you're a patron at the All-American level, you're automatically entered in every single giveaway that I give. And this Christmas, I'm allowing a patron to pick between a signed powder blue Justin Herbert jersey or this signed sweet DK Metcalf Seahawks jersey. Like, pick which one you want. I'll mail it off to you. That's what I do, man. I give back to my people uh, who support me. I want to give them and bless them with something as well. Now, let's let's move on down the line and talk about some some happy bounce back players. And the player that I want to talk about, a lot of people have left had left for dead towards the, the middle of the season. And shout out to Jonathan Taylor running back at the Indianapolis Colts, who listen, there was a point in time at the beginning of the season where he's a top five dynasty running back, and then he wasn't even a top fifteen dynasty running back. And now he's looking like he's a top five dyno running back 
exactly probably where he should be, at least within the top eight. Jonathan Taylor, I, I made a video about him after everybody was panicking. And all I said was patience, you know, patience, practice some patience with these players. And patience definitely paid off for those of you who held on to Jonathan Taylor. If you did trade him, I hope you got an absolute haul for him. I did in the league, so I feel good either way. But if you if you held on to him, then kudos to you because you've got a stud running back for the next four or five years on your hands. Jonathan Taylor, the, the biggest bounce back player from these from this rookie class that I can think of that people literally left for dead and then he came back. JT, absolute stud. Y'all don't need me to tell you that. But I will say this, as far as patience, I know a lot of people still don't like David Montgomery and the four game sample size compared to everything that he did as a rookie. I understand it's a small sample size and I don't think that David Montgomery is some phenomenal talent either. However, he has improved from what he showed on film in 2019 in his rookie season, right? He's a, he looks like a better running back. He looks like he's playing with confidence. The running back position, a lot of it is confidence. And when you're playing with that confidence, doesn't matter everything else that's going on around you, you're able to succeed. And he has succeeded. He is playing very well. If you still don't believe in David Montgomery, that's cool. He's still young. You've got time to trade him. And the Chicago situation is a little uncertain, right? Who's the quarterback of the future? Who's the head coach of the future? What is that team doing? So some of his success, a lot of his success is tied to what that organization is going to do offensively. But the the point that I'm making is be patient with some of these rookies. I know the hype that we put out there, right? That we put into the atmosphere. And when I say we, I say guys like myself other draft analysts who were hyping you up for this 2020 class made you feel that these players should come in and produce immediately. And that has not come to fruition for a lot of these players. You know, we see glimpses and flashes from Swift, from ETN, from Jerry Judy, from Henry Ruggs, from all of these guys. We've seen flashes and spurts, but consistently it hasn't been there. But practice patience. If, if I were going to say for all of these guys, and I am not, you know, you guys know I'm not the biggest Henry Ruggs fan. I, I, I'm not. But I just I implore you and I ask you to practice patience with these guys. Jalen Rager, patience, patience. The Eagles finally made the switch to Hurts. Talked about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts uh, is a good player. I think he's going to be a really, really good quarterback uh, for the Eagles. He's got potential to be, I think, a top 10 dynasty quarterback. He's that good. Talked about him prior to the breakout as well. Man, stay tapped into Destination W. I got y'all covered. But practice patience with Jalen Rager, with JK, with, with Jerry Judy, with Clyde Edwards E. Lair, with some of these rookies that underperformed this season, whether that be due to injury or opportunity, just be patient. Do not give up on these young, high draft capital mega college producer studs just yet. This is the has been the most upside down, topsy-turvy type fantasy season that we've ever seen, ever. NFL season for that matter. Guys literally are damn near being thrown into the game from week one with minimal training camp, no OTAs, no rookie mini camps, none of that, right? They just were thrown into the fire. And what stinks is some of them stepped up to the plate and succeeded, Others didn't. Jalen Rager has not succeeded. Jay Judy has not excelled. Clyde Edwards-Elair, although he's still on pace, and I know he suffers injury for like 1,300 uh, total yards from scrimmage, 
He hasn't been the consistent fantasy producer that we thought he could be, but you don't want to just bail on these guys right now. It just makes absolute no no sense to bail on these rookies right now. Now, as as I always say, depending on what the trade offer is, you could trade anybody at any time, but to just give up hope for these guys, stop, man. Practice and patience, as Aaron Rodgers said, R-E-L-A-X. Now, some players that I think are next up, these are players who have shown big-time spurts, big-time flashes, but has have not fully, fully unlocked yet. It all unlocked for fantasy, right? We've seen mega flashes from Brandon Ayuk. Uh, you know, we talk about Judy and Lamb and Higgins, and those guys are studs. But Brandon Ayuk needs to be in the conversation as 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 a top rookie wide receiver from this class. He's done it with Nick Mullins, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and now he's about to have to do it with C.J. Beathard. I mean, they're going to upgrade the quarterback position in the offseason. I, I, I truly believe that. Whether that's Matt Jones or Trey Lance or, or Zach Wilson, San Francisco is going to upgrade the quarterback position, and that's only going to bode well for the yak monster that is Brandon Ayuk. Getting George Kittle back will help him as well. Ayuk is on the precipice, on the cusp of a massive explosion, probably a top 15 dynasty wide receiver. I know Chase Claypool has scored a thousand touchdowns, but there's so much more that he has to offer. And I think that's going to come once Juju Smith-Schuster is on a new team. I do not believe that Pittsburgh, uh, the Steelers are going to bring him back. I think he's going to be gone. He's going to be go be a number two wide receiver on another team which opens the door for Chase Claypool to truly assume that dominant alpha number one wide receiver role and his potential, the ceiling of Claypool is, is would it surprise anybody if he does next year what DK Metcalf is doing this year? Like, would it surprise anybody? Yes. I understand DK has a better quarterback, but Claypool is, he's got a better collegiate profile than DK Metcalf. While he didn't run a 4-3 theory to be 239 pounds and drop, what did he run, a 4-4 flat? It's pretty damn impressive, right, to be that size. And and I think he's got a little more in his route inventory. I think he's got a little more that he brings to the table, especially how they utilize him in the running game than even DK Metcalf. And DK Metcalf is widely regarded as the wide receiver one in Dynasty. Chase Claypool is on the verge of a massive eruption. And if you can still acquire him in Dynasty, I think that would be a prudent move. We've seen it flashes. J.K. Dobbins, I've got the video I dropped before the season started that I believe this, now this is coming, this was good Ray GQ right here. This was good Ray GQ. I posted a video that I thought, I said that it was not going to be Patrick Mahomes and Clyde edwards Lair, but Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins is the most dominant and dangerous backfield in the NFL, and we would be drafting J.K. Dobbins before Clyde, and I said before J.T. in Dynasty Startups next year. Now, we may not take J.K. Dobbins before Jonathan Taylor, but we damn sure are going to take him before Clyde edwards Lair. and that backfield of Jackson and J.K. Dobbins is going to be lethal for the foreseeable future we see it already. J.K. Dobbins, he's my running back one in the 2020 class. Uh, I just think he, I think he's phenomenal. And I think that fit is right there. It's Dobbins, it's Taylor, 
one, two, those guys are absolute animals as well as Antonio Gibson. We saw, we saw him destroy the Dallas Cowboys twice. And then we saw other flashes, but we still saw him, his volume be suppressed by JD McKissick with JD McKissick out of the way. If they can get him out of the way or just get Antonio Gibson more involved in the receiving game, I think we see Antonio Gibson unlock to potential top 10 dynasty running back potential. Absolute stud. He's a freak. And then the final player on the brink of a breakout. He's had a fantastic two-week stretch, but we're just scratching the surface. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is good. He is the truth. He is fantastic. He's a leader. He's a very talented thrower of the football. He may not be. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he doesn't have to be that. He's built. He's smart. He's competitive. And he has thrown a pretty damn good ball in back-to-back games. So Jalen Hurts, if you were able to get him late in rookie drafts or get him late in startups, you're sitting on a freaking gold mine there with Jalen Hurts. Another one of these rookies who are right there on the brink of major, major breakout in 2021. And as we wrap this thing up, don't forget about these three players. Do not forget about Chicago's Chicago Bear wide receiver Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is going to have an opportunity, whether he's the the number one or a high end number two. I see like I think he can be a better version of what we want Deontay Johnson to be. You know, Deontay Johnson's talented. Dude seems like he's getting banged up constantly. He drops the ball like no other. Darnell Mooney may have a chance to be the number one wide receiver in Chicago if they can't figure out a way to bring Allen Robinson back, which from all accounts, it doesn't look like A-Rob is going to be back. So we're going to see how that plays out. But don't forget about Darnell Mooney. And these are players that you probably can acquire on the low, or at least it doesn't, it doesn't, it won't, it won't cost you as much to acquire these players in Dynasty, as well as Gabe Davis of the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is playing ridiculous football. He's playing out of his mind. It looks like he's turned a corner and elevated himself into that tier one, tier two elite type quarterback for the foreseeable future. We know Stefan Diggs right now is playing like a top two, top three wide receiver in the league, but they need, they, they got to find somebody, right? John Brown don't know what his contract situation is looking like. Cole Beasley's dynamic in the slot, but Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis from the Buffalo Bills is a player that I think could break out and really take that number two wide receiver role in Buffalo. And look, Buffalo, I was thinking they were going to be a ground and pound team. They're airing that shit out. So as long as Josh Allen is still throwing the ball deep, slinging it around all over the field, then the wide receivers are going to be very relevant. And I think Gabe Davis has an opportunity to ascend to that number two role. And the final player that I don't want you to forget about is not Denzel Mims. It's Colin Johnson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Johnson has played well this season. When he's given opportunity at six foot six, 215 pounds, the dude can go up and get it. Uh, he's physical, he's got speed, and he's going to have Trevor Lawrence. So everything that I said about Denzel Mims, Trevor Lawrence going to the New York Jets. Now it's looking like T-Law is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. I promise you Jacksonville is not going to fumble the bag. They will lose. They will lose out because you don't get an opportunity to graft the greatest quarterback prospect of all time often. So you make sure you do what you need to do to acquire him. And if that happens, I know everyone's talking about Visca. Everyone's talking about DJ Chark. But don't forget about Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson is going to be one of those 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 players that I'm just going to throw into every single deal that I make this offseason and try to acquire him. Stock up for Colin Johnson. 
This has been fun uh, to engage with you all throughout the season on this Rookie Report show. One more time for our partners, Sleeper Wire. We can't thank them enough. Hoos, I appreciate you, big dog. And if y'all rock with me, y'all rock with Sleeper Wire. If you like what the content that we put out this year, if you've liked this, please comment. Please subscribe to the channel. I know a lot of y'all, about 50, it's crazy, but about 50% of my viewers haven't even subscribed. So if you get to this point in the show, just press the subscribe button. And if you are subscribed, hit the alert. That way, every time we drop new content, and I told you the new series that we're doing, we're going to do a lot of good stuff this offseason to get you ready for your rookie drafts, some more in-depth team stuff, some things with some players and some fits. So it's going to be a fun ride throughout this rookie draft season. And I promise you, promise you, promise you, I am going to make sure that you know about every single damn prospect in this class, not just the guys that are going to be selected in round ones and two, but round three and four and five. You're going to know more about these players, more about these prospects than you could anywhere else. And if you want the in-depth analysis, the film breakdowns, access to the Debbie database where I'm already loading in 2024 prospects, I'm working on the cornerstone rankings, updating that from 2019 through 2021 to 2020 through 2022. So keeping you one step ahead of the game. And I promise you one of the best dynasty fantasy football and just regular football discord channels that you'll ever be a part of. We're building something special at Destination Debbie. Make sure you check out Ben Eby and the Elite Seekers. We're making it happen. But I just want to thank y'all for rocking with me uh, this draft season. Sincerely appreciate it. Stay locked in. And uh, I'll catch y'all here very, very soon. Peace. might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering off on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.